0: Welcome to episode 161 of the Better with Running podcast. My name is Chris Armstrong. I'm a Runs PB coach. And as always, I'm joined by fellow Runs PB coach, Zach and Newman. Mate, how are you? And have to say right off the bat, tonight might be one of the biggest shows we've ever done, if not the biggest.
1: It's, yeah, it's got to be up there. Look at the weekend that was running just took center stage over the weekend. Sydney did a huge huge amount of work to, to obviously get the big, big numbers there. And it was very cool. I mean, you had live coverage of a of a marathon and so much talk and then there was a bunch of other events going on. And, and yeah, that's sort of, that definitely leads to a big show and we've got, mate, we've got two guests coming as well.
0: Not one, two. I mean, normally we think, Oh, we have got a guest. We're stoked. This is going to be awesome. We've got two tonight, <laughs> <laughs> two guests. Um. Uh, a special um, from Matt and Gemma, I believe as well.
1: We do. We managed to, it was high risk when I went into their chat and said, do you guys want to record for us? Cause we've got a couple of guests and the timing's not going to be right. Do you reckon you can put the mics on and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I Look, so I think the, the, the edit, we well, maybe we we'll need to put the unedited version out cause I, I've, Apparently, there was a bit of, bit of conjecture about what was said between the coach and athlete, but <laughs> we did get a final cut that had a few less swear words in it. I uh, look, look forward to listening to that. Mate, and we've got a guest joining us and fresh off the roads of Sydney. Fresh. have got, mate? Well, back by popular demand. So,
0: as recently as five weeks ago, our friend of the show, Benji Hoffett, um, who, let's be honest, we got him on purely to talk about cricket. He does run a little bit, <laughs> but um, we, we fitted that all into episode 156. Benji's just gone around, run the Sydney Marathon, and we wanted to get him on to hear all about it, all the good things, all the, all the bad things too, because um, we love the honesty uh, here. So, Benji, welcome to the show, mate. Fresh off a scintillating run in, well, look, Let's just say conditions were good for spectating at <laughs> Sydney on the weekend. Maybe not so much running, but mate, how you doing? How's the recovery? And
2: yeah, how you feeling? Yeah, thanks for having me back, fellas. Um, stoked to get get the call up on the short turnaround. Um, stoked <laughs> to get the little message through there. But uh, yeah, you're right. Definitely would have been a, a nice weekend to be uh, by the beach in Sydney. I reckon by a bit of water, and um, I think ended up being thirteen thousand or so. Ended up going around. Doing the marathon for some reason. So, um, yeah, a bit, bit of torture, a bit of a hilly course, uh, tough conditions, but, yeah, stoked to get it done. And, um, yeah, a few celebratory drinks Sunday night for sure and uh, been trying to keep the feet up as much as I can at, at work the last couple of days with no running whatsoever.
1: Very well deserved, mate. And 2.54.58 uh, That's the official time. And uh, we'll, we'll dig into a little bit of uh, how that unfolded. But just to take us back, lead up, what sort of mileage were you hitting? What was, I know you did Boston previously. What were some of the takeaways, Something, some of the changes that you, yourself and Brady made uh, leading to this one?
2: Yeah, well, this one was a bit nicer. I was actually at, at home for most of the build <laughs> yeah. rather than India running on a treadmill. So <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was the Boston prep. So it was a lot nicer to be. Um, at home, a little bit of travel with work. So we're up at uh, the Sunshine Coast a couple of times. So I ran, yeah, the Sunny Coast half uh, about five weeks out from Sydney, um, which was a good hit out. And then I was back up there uh, about a week later for a full week with our, um, our pre-season camp uh, for work, working with the New South Wales uh, women's cricket team. Um, so that was nice. It al- almost a bit of um, heat acclimatisation. I didn't quite know it yet, that it might. Yeah. Uh, might come in handy, but uh, it was nice to spend a week up there and, um, yeah, just sort of consistently hitting around that uh, 90K mark a week and, yeah, a nice little two-week taper um, into Sydney.
0: Mate, 254, I suppose, it's, to give it a bit of context, how did you find the weather at the you look know, Being a Sydney local, you think, you know, I've been living in it for, for the last little while, I've been up north and done a bit of heat, but how did you actually... How hot was it
2: out there? Yeah, it was pretty hot. You could you could feel it. And uh, it's been a, a heat wave from we're recording on Wednesday. So right from Saturday through to Wednesday, it's been uh, over 30 degrees every day. But I think before Saturday, which was uh, the day before the race, we probably hadn't had a day above sort of 23, 24. So it was, it was a massive shock uh, to the system for not just people coming up from Melbourne and uh, a bit further south, coming up to some warmer weather, but definitely a shock for the locals as well.
1: How was your mind? Well, mentally, obviously, there was a bit of talk through the week, the heat. There was, uh, you know, our opposition inside running. They were talking a lot about the heat. <laughs> and I know you're coached by Bray, What were some of the messages in that last, you know, even that 24 hours leading in? To, uh, and what were the stress levels like? Because obviously you're stressed before a marathon or you're at least... On edge, but was there a, was there a heightened edge with the weather being a factor?
2: I think there's always a heightened edge when you come into race week And whether it's the weather or something else. You always, or if it's a little niggle in in the taper that comes up out of nowhere and disappears after three days, but there's always something that seems to heighten the stress levels for sure. Um, and and yeah, obviously the forecast we could kind of see, um, you know, ten days and then a week out that it was it was definitely going to be a hot one. Um, so, yeah, plenty of stress. And, yeah, the main main messaging from from Brady in, in the couple of days leading up was just sort of to trust your training, but um, also just to be a little bit conservative and just run a really smart race. Um, obviously, there were quite a lot of, of people on the roads and it was always going to be a hectic start and um, a lot of people probably not running, not having run a marathon before. So the, the pace was probably going to be a lot hotter going out than... Um, in the second half for sure so just try and be really smart and, and try and execute a, a good plan um, you know maybe five seconds a k slower than maybe the fitness that I would have liked to be at but just to stay um, yeah conservative and if I was feeling good at halfway and at 30k then could sort of pick up from there if I wasn't feeling too hot and, and everything was going okay and obviously if I was feeling the pinch a little bit then um, yeah just sort of try and hold on to that Uh, slightly sort of reduced pace so yeah just trying to run a a really smart race and um, not try and break early doors like half the other marathoners.
0: With the event mate with Sydney obviously aiming to progress to world major stage and you're fresh off Boston as well how is you know it might be a difficult question to answer because you might have a bit of um, hometown bias but (laughs) How does the Sydney Marathon, as it stands right now, stack up to your experience at Boston? Mate, I was,
2: I was honestly really surprised. I think uh, when when I came on a few weeks ago, I was saying that everyone was going to complain that the bridge was closed, and <laughs> I didn't quite think it was it was going to get to the the world major status that, that everyone was dreaming of. But um, they they did an awesome job the way they mm. uh, the way they organised the event. Um, the way they had uh, the the live sites around the race, so there were there were DJs around, probably you know five or six different spots around the race, uh, and obviously with um thirteen thousand marathon participants and I think forty one thousand or so over the weekend, uh, you get a lot of crowd support as well. So um, that was my biggest takeaway from Boston, just how how well they line the streets for the forty two k. Uh, you know three or four people deep just absolutely cheering you on Um, and yeah I've got massive respect for those people that um, you know they might come out to watch one person but the amount of pe- the amount of times they you know they say go Benji or or go whoever's running past whatever they can read on the little on the name on the bib um, and, and they sit there for you know four or five six hours uh, in, in the stinking hot day just yelling support and I always feel terrible because I'm I'm always too gassed to be able to <laughs> say a proper thank you. So the, the best I can do is a little thumbs up and um, they probably can't even tell just in my normal running motion with my arms that I'm, I'm putting a thumb up, but that's about all I can muster during the marathon sometimes. But um, I was, yeah, I was um, really surprised at um, how much crowd support they were able to get to sort of line the streets and, and how well they executed the live sites and really brought that, that major feel to the marathon.
0: It uh, looked like an incredible atmosphere there, mate. Like, just going back to, I guess, the leading with the heat, knowing how hot it was going to be, did that alter the things that you did and how you prepared You know, in sort of the 48 hours leading up to the start?
2: Uh, yeah, big time. So, um, yeah, obviously hydration is key and um, I'm probably more guilty of thinking about the carb load a couple of days out, which is um, yeah, a bit of a license just to have a crack at, <laughs> I think raisin toast was my um, yeah my my carb of of choice for for this build, but um, yeah, there was definitely a massive emphasis on on hydration, which normally uh, sort of goes by the wayside for me. So that was a big one. Sort of yeah, from Thursday, so about seventy two hours out, uh, just really making sure I was yeah prioritizing uh, lots of water and a few electrolytes there as well. So I was um, getting onto our our dietitian at at work with the, the New South Wales team and uh, trying to scrounge around for a bit of uh, spare hydrolyte If I could get a few little sachets that would help me through the, the days. And, um, and then even on, on Sunday as well, on race day, um, I'm not a big one to get a lot of water throughout the race. Um, just sort of more worried about getting my gels down. And um, I find you only ever get about 50 mils of the cup as you're running through anyway. So <laughs> I tend to not bother, but I think, I think I missed the first water station at five k, but um, every station from there, I, I made sure I was getting some water and some electrolytes in. So that was a big, yeah, sort of change in strategy from me, but definitely one that was needed given the conditions.
0: And I know after we spoke a few weeks ago, you with your kit, you're a big fan of the the simple colors, so that like the black kit and the white socks and all that sort of stuff. Given the heat, mate, did you stick to your plan and sort of rock the black kit, or did you um? Go with something a bit lighter.
2: No, nah, I went the black kit, uh, the black kit, the white socks, the white shoes, which I thought you'd be proud of, Chris-O. Uh, <laughs> I must admit, a... I have seen a photo. It looks very
3: nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I've got um, a little ASIC shirt I've been rocking. It's sort of got the little fluoro yellow Asics yeah. logo, and that mm-hmm. ties it nicely to my uh, fluoro yellow Oakleys, uh, which definitely got to work out with, with the sun out on Sunday. So I thought it all tied in together pretty nicely. Um, so I found it hard to go away from my, my dark kit, but maybe I need to invest in some, some lighter kit for uh,
0: some hotter races in the future. That's I have a few gen- more options. Did you, I, did, this is a genuine question. Did you actually feel the heat a little bit like in, in the dark clothes or really it just didn't because of how, the material that's used in it, it didn't really have much of an impact. I know you you had your hat and sunnies on as well. Um, I suppose just to help get through, but Yeah, did you notice? um, I guess the heat with your clothing at all? Um,
2: Probably not with the clothing. I think I was I was probably going to get hot anyway. So yeah, um... you could have run with nothing on, mate. You would still would have melted. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, and and part of that too.
1: Hey, mate, uh, your Strava. You had on there. Let me just bring it up. You, you just obviously, if if people saw your result and just saw the time, you go, "Wow, this guy's in this these conditions over the hill." You've just missed your PB by nine seconds. But on top of that, there was a bit of bit of uh, a bit of drama early on. I would say that uh, as you as you sort of visualise these marathons and you go through your head through the whole weeks things like this just pop up and it sounds like you had a bit of drama with the pacing groups what happened there yeah so um
2: uh, it, it happens to the best of us i think in our know, marathon prep and you try and follow all the advice and um and i uh, don't donate anything you haven't eaten before and um, <laughs> don't wear clothes you haven't worn before and don't try anything new on race day um and i you think i'll try and Follow that to a T in, in all the days leading up, you know, try and nail my hydration, um, you know, nail my gels on the day, but nail the carb load in the prep. And I uh, thought I got to the start line with plenty of time. And um, I'm a big Portaloo man on, on race morning. Um, I don't know whether it's more mental or, um, yeah. or, or physical, but I'm, I'm definitely one that likes to to line up and clear out before we sort of get going. But um, yeah, I joined the line at uh six thirty, I think, about 40 minutes before race starts. I oh, thought, wow. you know, no worries, might Way sort of take go, yeah, 20 minutes here and then, you know, a, a quick warm-up and away we go uh to the start line. But uh that 20 minutes went by and I was only halfway through the line, uh closer oh, to wow. the Portaloo. So I thought oh, I've got a decision to make here. I've got 20 minutes till the race start and um I haven't warmed up yet. I still need to get to uh, the race start so what am I going to do um, and the line wasn't moving any kooka so I decided to bail out of the line um, get my warm up done and you know that's just some more added stress on race morning when you're worried about the heat and everything else and now you know every every other marathon and every other half I've done you know I've made sure you go to the portaloo on race morning when you get there and, and get it all out but I haven't done it on this one and uh, I've got to take more gels than before, and they're not going to sit well because of the heat, and all yeah. this stuff's running through your head when you go through your little eight-minute jog for a warm-up, um, and then uh, sort of got to seven o'clock, and I made my way over to uh, to the wave to to start, which is ten minutes before the race start, and normally I'm pretty good at sort of weaseling my way through the crowd and um, you know trying to sort of self-seed a little bit and, and yeah. get a bit closer to the front, but uh, it was it was jam-packed. Um, yeah that's it's something that happens a great thing that there were obviously so many people doing the marathon um, but yeah it was it was pretty packed in that that starting area there so uh, I think the wave I was in ranged from uh, expected finish of two hours 40 to three hours 20 uh, so pretty big range there and I just found myself uh, behind the 3 hour 15 pacer with the little flag out of the backpack and I uh, mm. sort of thought oh this, this might be a little bit a little bit difficult here. And and you got uh,
1: nowhere to move to get it. No,
2: no, it was um, absolutely jam like sardines. So wow. um, you're you trying not, well, I was trying not to panic, um, mm. but you know, that, that first 5K sort of quite narrow anyway, and a lot of sort of twists and turns before you go over the bridge um, and, and just with so many people around, um, I sort of didn't want to get caught behind anyone. So you're probably exerting a bit more energy than you probably should going around. Yeah the outside corners rather than, um, you know, sort of following the racing line. And um, yeah, that, that first five k ended up being uh, a bit quicker than I probably would have Mm. liked. um, Yeah. I
1: see that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Which, you know, you, you look back in nine seconds and you go, Oh, well, you know, if if I nailed that execution for the first five K, does that get me another couple of K down the line on my, my race pace? And, uh, and do I get the PV in the end? But uh you know you you can always sit here after a marathon and and pick apart there's 42 k's of road to pick apart and (laughs) uh, you can can, i'm sure you can find 10 seconds anywhere you look so uh no it's just something i have to live with but a frustrating one that um you know it was something i really wanted to execute well and um yeah just circumstances got out of hand. those that first 5k
1: i know brady was absolutely stoked i had a message from him about because we were uh, between matt and, and brady we were sort of messaging some results through to each other and he was just like look a lot of people had tough days out there particularly in that range where you were sort of running at and he just thought it was a, an amazing performance and particularly when you <laughs> you hear about that first that half an hour before the race and then into the race like is it amazing how you you're on a saturday or you're right, waiting around for a race and time goes so slow and then how fast that last hour to half an hour goes when you're getting ready for a marathon it's like it's, goes in fast forward
2: it's unbelievable You yeah you, you think you get there with plenty of time and you know that's 45 minutes or an hour or however long it is and yeah by the time you sort of look down and look up again it's it's time mm. to start which is sometimes a good thing because it's less yeah. time to to stress about the the race ahead but uh not in this case on sunday for me but that's all right a good a good learning for me to get there a bit earlier
1: of support out on the course as well I have some friends family out there
2: yeah it was nice so this was my um my first hometown marathon so uh yeah had had my dad and my brother on course so got a couple of sneaky drinks from dad which is nice along the That's way cool. yeah. um yeah sort of tie that up to make sure we're in the right spots and and yeah plenty of mates that that came out as well which is really nice to have that support um yeah my other three marathons sort of canberra sunshine coast and uh, Boston I was a dad out at Boston as well but um, you yeah, know pretty rare to be able to sort of cross the finish line or um, you know get some support from support from your mates a couple of high fives and stuff along the way on course and uh, to really sort of give you that boost when you need it up mm. a couple of hills and uh, yeah it's, it was pretty special to have that support for sure. Huge.
1: Benji, so Before <laughs> before we let Benji go back to the bar and re- rehydrate <laughs> got another question for him.
0: Yeah, mate. I just wanted to know what are the plans for the future. Yeah, mate. Obviously, recovery is priority number one, and you're going to have a busy summer. But um, yeah, what what is what's coming up for you? Sort of both, um, sort of I guess, work related and um, the running goals as well.
2: Yeah. So the the work and the running sort of tie in, and uh, that we're obviously coming into cricket season now. Our our New South Wales girls have got um, we've got our first game on Friday actually against Queensland. So. Uh, round one very exciting it's always a a really long pre-season so we're we're stoked to be able to get in some games but uh, obviously as soon as our season starts it's a bit more travel for me and uh, you know quite quite a hectic schedule which makes it hard to uh, commit to some races so um, I haven't got any big marathons in the plans uh, moving forward I think my next one will probably be maybe that sort of April uh, Mm. which is end of season Um, but to be honest I'm really excited uh, to have to sort of knuckle down and have a really big training block mm-hmm. um you know i'd love to be able to increase my weekly mileage up a little bit um sort of like 90 k's has been a nice one to sit at but um sort of look at all these elite marathoners and they're running you know or you know 120 140 160 plus mm-hmm. k's a week and i'd love to get there one day and i i really i know it's a process and it's not going to happen overnight so um, just having a few months to sort of knuckle down and really get into that base training and um, obviously sort of being a newer runner as well, a COVID runner, as, as we said, last time I was on, I've uh, never really sort of um, had a look at my running technique or anything. We've sort of just gone out and and hope for the best. So, uh, you know, strip it back a little bit, I think after this sort of recovery phase and, you know, maybe go um, have a look at some of those little running setups, you can sort of analyze your gait and, and have a look at a bit of technique stuff to see if I can make any gains there. And, and then from there, yeah, really excited to get into a big training block and um, be really prepared for whatever comes next. Like these, these nine seconds, I think and that <laughs> a, 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 it stings a little bit. I know, I know it was a good performance on the day and I've had enough t- people tell me now that <laughs> I actually believe it. Yeah. When Brady told me on Sunday, I, I wasn't as keen on, yeah. um, on that opinion. But I've had enough people tell me now that um, and, you know, enough other experiences of people blowing up on the day that um, it was still a performance to be proud of. But those nine seconds are still going to live in the memory for a while, I think. So that'll be a, a massive
1: uh, motivator for me moving forward. It's, it's been super exciting. That's why I want to get you back on because I thought, you know, your, your rise... To you know, off being a COVID runner to now, you know, cracking under that three hours comfortably, and there's big things ahead. It's exciting. I mean, just on that time, I mean, there's not many. You look at the elites; no one was running nine seconds within their PBs. Like yeah. I mean, they're not even minutes. They were going that far outside of their, P, their their of their PBs. So, yeah, huge run. Enjoy the recovery, mate. And uh, we really appreciate you jumping back on. No
2: thanks, fellas. Stoked to have a chat with you boys again. We'll All catch right. up again soon. Thanks, Benji.
1: Mate, very cool to hear from a man on the ground. And we obviously had a, a bunch. I, I know I put out a post on, might have been Sunday night, Monday, Monday it went out. We had our recap, coaches sent through, some of the athletes that went around. Sydney was on the top. There was a good part of 10, plus, oh, no, more than that. 15 or so
0: mm. i know yeah obviously i'm not sure if were able to capture quite everyone but mm. yeah it was at least 15 results there and still given the heat there was still a number of um shiny bells there on display
1: mate the bell was um getting a workout on the old cut and paste icon and there was like it was a big weekend of road running like and and trails surf coast century kind of went under the radar like a, mm-hmm. a trail race down the down on the Surf Coast, had a couple of go around there, and 150k like Berwick had a half. There was a Red Centre 40k you know, that <laughs> went out in the Northern Territory. There was some Mass Vic 10 oh, relay, 10 action. relays. Then you go bats, might have uh, might have clinched the, the double or the back to back. A couple of Park runs might have been a PB from someone in your house at Park run.
0: Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't me either. <laughs> so it <laughs> narrows it
3: down. <laughs> was your cat?
0: No, no. Well, yeah, that's another story. We don't have time to talk about the cat's adventures tonight. But um, he has been very busy doing some extra K's in all the
1: weather. Yeah, yeah. Follow Monstrava. Yes. Uh yeah. So, mate, you're going to get in the in the bad books here. You better give a shout out. Oh, so uh, <laughs> oh, hang on, we don't have time.
0: No. Um. Yeah. So Nora ran a PB at Parkrun. We um. She's just bought her first pair of um, plated shoes she's got a pair of Saucony endorphin speeds and um, so very very new to the super shoe story and um, tried them on for a training session on Tuesday felt really good pulled up well was excited to try them on I was, hadn't really said anything to her but I thought oh, if it worked out time-wise after my long run with Anna I'd try and get down to parkrun and, and pace Nora and um yeah, lo and behold, she um, she managed to take, I think it was 25 seconds off a of park run PB and um, about 10 seconds off. So she's run a, a 5K on the track um, and beat that by 10 seconds and went sub oh, 23. So um, yeah, 22.57, yeah. um, completely cooked at the end. That's um, all right. You're on
1: PB. You should be.
0: Yeah, no, she, she was completely spent. So um, not a lot of words and there was no real words spoken during the run um, other than that I'll lead out at a pace I think you can manage. And, um, yeah, I'd like to
1: think I was right. So uh,
0: As <laughs> Nora, a pacer,
1: it's, yeah. it, it is your role just to just sort of shut up and do the work. And Yeah, it you know, is. I watched a bit of Brady and he was trying to direct traffic and he was chatting to people who was trying to sell um, inside Running Podcast Patreon <laughs> subscription, just doing all kinds of things. Whereas I reckon you did a much better job, more dialed in,
0: very um, dialed in, knew what the pace focused. had to be, um, wanted to concentrate, and I have had previous experience pacing Nora, knowing that um, there's no chat, there's there's zero. Um, Are we in the so uh, so fit sort of realm? No, probably less than so. Nora gets very intense when she races, so. Um, Yeah, you know how I smile and I wave and I like to
3: engage the queen out there.
0: Yeah, no, I I like to engage the crowd a little bit because it sort of gets me up (laughs) and about and it helps me feel good. Well, um, Nora runs with resting bitch face. Um, (laughs) She 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 gets. (laughs) It's not going to bode well. No, she knows this. She um gets. She just locks into the zone. She shuts the world out. And um, you know the times where I have run with her. Um, if I ask a question, I usually either get a thumbs up or a thumbs down um, or a filthy the middle, middle finger. So, yeah. no, no middle finger, um, thumbs up or thumbs down. And we've sort of got it down pat where um, we don't really run side by side. I'll sort of lead out um, sort of t- about five meters out in front and I'll just say, all right, just try and follow me. And when I wanted to push, I'll just sort of tap my hip as if, say, come on, it's, you know, we get to 3K. Okay, it's time to work now. So, um, yeah and look she did she ran a great race and it was good it's 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 nice reward for a really good solid 18 months because yeah um you know the, this parkrun pb dates back to 2019 so that's really cool yeah so no awesome to see her doing well um if we get some favorable weather over the next sort of four or six weeks she might have another go but otherwise if not um she's pretty bloody stoked with how this year's gone
1: I know at some point I'll have to email her management team to get her on for the quick questions at some point. I would be uh, if very we've got to it, we um I'll have to get across the line with Brady, see if he can dip into the um into the marketing spend. But I reckon that's something we need to at least, look, we've got to set lofty goals, mate. We've got to set high. Oh, <laughs> uh, and it'll be huge. I'm a bit nervous because she doesn't have much
0: of a filter and she might get a bit loose, so
1: yeah. That's um, right. no, yeah, no. loose... they were Mitch Mad Mitch on before. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, catching up with Mad Mitch this week. Um, a couple of things in the pipeline for him, which is exciting. Oh, we'll have to get him on for a chat. Uh, yeah. he's just coming off the back of Matt. <laughs> absolutely, Mitch is European tourer, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think Nora might be able to roll uh, Mad Mitch. <laughs> I
0: hope no, we will make sure she um stays off the the wines over dinner before um <laughs> if she's going to come on the podcast. So, um,
1: hey Chris, so yeah. one uh, final thing before we move on because uh, I've got a bit to get through. Mm. There was an icon I missed a bell. I'm generally pretty good. Uh, mm. he, uh, I pump my own tires up, but I I have missed <laughs> this one, and uh, it's Paul Cleary. He has run two fifty four thirty three. So he's actually been he's knocked off benji they might have Don't shared yeah. the roads a bit Zach, exactly. uh, this name sounds familiar it does where where would we
0: know paul's name from
1: well paul is coached by matt davy so that is I've a heard big big win for matt to uh to get the gig because yeah when you look at paul and you sort of as as we do when a, when a sign-up form comes through we we have people's TVs on the sign-up form and, you know, there's this, you know, maybe there's a, co- I've had a lot of COVID runners or I've had a park run time, you know, park run there or, mate, he's gone with a, he hasn't even filled in the TV, mate. He's just put an Olympian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the biggest flex we've seen come through on a sign-up form. And it's just like, their the onto BBHQ just went uh, into meltdown. It's like, well, how are we going to coach this guy? <laughs> so he could have um,
0: really just clicked it. I just entered a link to his World Athletics profile,
3: mm.
1: really, and just said, you check it out. <laughs> hey, he's got a Wikipedia page. So you know you're big when you've got a Wikipedia page.
0: Yeah, and a factual Wikipedia it page, is. not, not a
1: made-up one. So Paul competed in the 1996 Summer Olympics in Atlanta. And uh, he was in the 1,500 metres in the heat. It was bloody hot over there. <laughs> no pun intended. But, mate, how's this for a PV over the 1,500? 336. Oh, that's... That's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and keep uh... in mind, like, this is a
0: man. Runs 147 over the 800. 336 for 1,500. Hmm. And you know, yes, this is in his prime. You know, he's a man just on the, the coming up to two thousand. You know, he's run at the ninety six Olympics, smashing these PBs. Two time national champ. Two time national champ. Now he's a marathon runner. Forty seven years young.
1: Paul's out there smacking marathons. So good. He was down, awesome. based in the peninsula, and he he had seen Matt running around a bit, and then yeah, the penny sort of dropped, and they got in touch. Well. Paul got in touch with Matt and uh, yeah, the rest is history, mate. He's turned him into a sub three hour marathoner and he was stoked with it. So we thought we'd give a special shout out to Paul because he didn't get the bell icon, but uh, that is just super cool for, to go out to to Sydney and nail his marathon in the heat. But uh, I guess he's probably used to the heat after going to the Olympics in Atlanta. It's uh, amazing stuff. Um,
0: It'd be in, interesting to get his perspective on what he found physically more challenging than the marathon yeah. or, um, absolutely obliterating 1500 meter and 800 meter races. So yeah, yeah, just to have Matt, that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Matt has nominated and said he's, he's coming on the podcast. The <laughs> he's, he's nominated getting, him. Yeah. So he's getting sacked. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we'll see. Oh, no, we, uh, we'll, we'll work behind the scenes on, uh, on landing Paul for a chat. Cause yeah, there's some, uh, some gold in there, obviously. Oh, mate, just to talk to someone that's got
0: that sort of range that's been able to experience those things. I think that'd be an incredible story to listen to.
1: Mm. Stay tuned for that one. Hey, mate, uh, we've got a guest coming in, but we've sort of mm. made this show more about um, our guests. We obviously had a chat with Benji, mm. but we had a little bit of running go through our week. You had 78K, you had a long run in there. Uh, just to whistle through this i did see in your notes about a hill session that might have included a motorbike
0: mm. so um i don't know how to condense this into two minutes but long story short <laughs> we went to the botanical gardens the and botanical gardens mm-hmm. not the 10 in melbourne but just imagine Zachary, you go to anderson street and you're gonna do eight by one minute hill reps up anderson street well, you know, need yeah. like
1: to after Saturday's performance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's
0: not a, not uncommon to see a bit of traffic through there, but um, you know, a, an actual performance motorbike um, just tortling up the footpath at Anderson Street. That's essentially what me and Anna saw uh, at the boat tent yesterday morning. So um, here doing we are. Doing...
1: Time trialing, or time
0: um, looked like he was doing some sort of time trial Uh, because he was in full leathers, proper helmet, um, came whistling down the the driveway and we thought, oh, hang on, this bloke's just going to come down and whip some burnouts and off he goes. But no, he continued through the car park and then got down onto the the path and then rode his motorbike down the path and over the little footbridge and then over another footbridge and took a shortcut um, out onto, I guess, where the... um, Shepherd and Running Festival went, followed that path for a while, then back out onto the main road. And then about 30 seconds later, what we are speculating was a divvy van turned its head into the botanical gardens, couldn't see anything, paused for a little bit, and then drove off. So um, we're not sure what we saw. We're only speculating that it was a divvy van that did look like one. We agreed that it probably was, but um, we can't confirm that. So anyway, hmm. now on an unrelated matter, probably not connected, but makes you think, um, there was a three-day police chase that's just culminated in Shepparton and um, the criminal got shot dead was, um, early this morning. So we're not saying that they're linked and that it was the same person. In fact, it yeah, probably wasn't, but allegedly. Um, but yeah, mate, it, things have been popping off here in, the, in yes. the Golden Valley over the last couple of days.
1: Be another uh crime podcast, there, mate. Forget (laughs) being a uh, crime podcast to be made there. Just uh, a give us, I know Mm. we're short on time, but just give Mm. us a couple of words on the motorcyclist, alleged motorcyclist kit sock combo. Right? Uh, Um,
0: couldn't see the socks because he was dressed in black, (laughs) black leather jacket, black leather pants, (laughs) and a black helmet. Um, (laughs) and no, oh, he's gone the uh, Benji Hoppet. it. Uh, he's gone set on the full black and setup and um the black matte finish on the bike too. So, um okay. yeah, Stealth. very stealthy. So 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 yeah. stealthy. In fact, the divvy van couldn't see him after he disappeared. So <laughs> not sure where he was up to or why he was going through the botanical gardens at quarter to six on a Tuesday morning um, on his motorbike. But um hey, um, best wishes if you're listening. Yeah, I don't know what the wife was like when he. <laughs> <No.
3: laughs>
1: Yeah. No, right. very interesting, mate. Slightly different. I know um, Anna is our guest, is nearly here, but I'll just quickly touch on. Mm. Let's talk about your lap of the tan. At, uh, uh, yeah, it was. I felt the hill. I tell you what, I was, <laughs> uh, I was looking for that line bike. <laughs> it was hard. Like, obviously, getting back into it under. Look, I went in there, didn't really know what to expect. I think. You know, I've done some sessions, but it's different when you put a bib on and you go on a relay. I think a relay is, like, it is a brutal one to work back into because you you just don't, like, I needed a pack to sit in on, like, so I can at least, I kind of know my it whereas in a relay, it is chaos. You know, what, you've done the 10 relays before. Chris, so. No, you haven't. I've it run is... a hot
0: lap of the 10, though, and yeah. um that's intense.
1: <laughs> that's the, so oh. i've got the virtual background up there from uh, mr light knife for today's uh good photo too but you, i could imagine that's a bit further down but there's a good part of you know 10 changeover zones it's open to the public still and it is just hectic so you get out and you just you know you that nervous energy around relays because you never know when they're coming in You time your warm-ups the warm-ups are hard to time because you just Again, you don't know when you're coming. I got like one or two strides in and I just thought I'll get out strong. And I probably was a little conservative, got up to, got a little bit up towards the hill. And I was thinking about my body so much, you know, and I never would do that in a race and I was just gun shy. So I got up towards the, you know, I'm running through the the system check. Oh, how's the calf? How's the knee? And it's like, hang on. Like, and you can do that in sessions. That's Fine, I guess, but when, you, when you're putting a bib on, you're trying to run, and, and I just couldn't get myself to kind of push. And it's lack of strength, lack of conditioning, but a bit of like just lack of not being able to because you haven't done the work. And you run, you know, I look back and I've you know, I really had four or five weeks where I've deloaded to try and get this, get a focus on the strength, get mm. the calf right, which is working. Like I'm moving better now, so I can. And I've spoken about this before, just start to add it up. But there's a little bit of, um, a little bit of things where I've just missed runs where I probably should have done a run. And I've had, you know, a couple of runs where I've gone 60 where I need to go 70. I'll be honest. Yeah. That's just, that's part of it. And yeah. So I think that adds up like you run 60 K weeks when you mid run mid weeks, 55 and your long run 60, you do one session. It's hard to get race fit and fit to, to kind of mm. push. You just, you just max out so easily and that's how it felt uh I was a bit concerned half up the hill and then I just sort of relaxed a bit I think I was still very tentative got up over relaxed a bit and felt good in the middle I was like okay I actually feel comfortable here but I think I just almost went into training zone and a little bit of protection so something I ought to work on I think if I had a pack yeah you just you lock in and you know yeah. but when people just come and pass you you got kids half your size um, well most of them were taller than me but um <laughs> you've got you know you've got division one guys fanging by so you can't key off any of those guys you've got women going by and you, everyone's at a different pace yeah so it's it's hard and i felt if you're feeling on that that 10 um really you can just go on solo and you know it and just put it put it away but uh i just Got a bit exposed, but you've got to get back on the horse. And I I was look grateful to be able to just get out and be a bit well, it's a positive step to go and just get out and do it, as opposed to just yeah. go, well, oh, I could have just done a session and gone at 80% and ticked another one off. But it was it was good to just, you know, go through that process again, put get the nerves going where you put the bibs on and you're trying to find, you know, trying to get the, 400 pins on your bloody hip and <laughs> try to work out if you're going to have time to go to the bathroom and yeah so all that it's all part of it. it's why we train and it's good to get back into that yeah and even a
0: good way to go and shed a bit of rust so many people around moving at different paces you sort of go out there go and get it done and you sort of almost get lost in the shuffle a little bit and um mm. yeah you're not sort of um, like, a, like a, a track race or something like that where you're on show forever and you're sort of just coming in amongst a flurry of bodies that's done and and here you are. But pulled up
1: okay? Yeah, it pulled up pretty good. Like, so it was sore in the Arvo and we had a, a club event. We had a lawn bowls slash um, sort of a pub not really a call. It was an impromptu call. Um. So yeah, ended up, Um. yeah, just letting the hair down. And I thought, oh, I'll just, I'm not going to run the next day. And yeah, I probably could have shuffled in the end, but I was sore throughout the day and oh, I don't know, I, I guess I can justify it now because if I look back, I was saying to someone, I was like, yeah, I... and you get into this trap sometimes where you, you're starting to miss a few, some of their runs and I've got to be a bit more diligent. But then I went years where, you know, I'd run 50 weeks of a year, Sundays, and it would be 90 minutes and it would be a non-negotiable. It's not even a thing to like, and whereas now I've kind of slipped into this, I'll oh, get a 60-minute running. And it just, it's not, it's not enough. And you hmm. get exposed when you're doing, when you're trying to run a bit harder. So, yeah. Funny, I, uh, I saw Morty Skyring after, and we'll talk about just how hard, everyone says it's hard. <laughs> everyone you say, how'd you go? And they say, oh, I got around, Or they say it was bloody hard. And it's like, well. It is like how do you you just you go then you run as hard as possible. Like what mm. he from from mine I was chatting to her and I said what did Craig say to be, say before? <laughs> Cause imagine, you know, saying to your coach, Oh, how do I take this? Oh, like, it's gonna be hard. So like, the guys run 10 minutes around here. Yeah, it's like he said something like it's just easy to just go and run 10 minutes like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, that doesn't uh doesn't help, but no. Yeah, yeah so it was fun and then as I was sort of drowning my sorrows uh, in the Arvo with the boys at the Lawn Bowls, my phone started popping off because Andy Buchanan had done a session. He'd done a lap, done a session, and then he'd just gone out and taken a couple of my CRs that are the pride of joy. You know, when you get old and, and washed up, mate, you hang on to a few things. I like and hang on to <laughs> some dodgy CRs. And, uh, yeah, a couple of alerts from the great man. And it's, you yeah, know, I'll, I'll cop that from Andy, although – did have some back and forth because he didn't get one of the ones I've uh, still managed to hold on to and he reckons it was on a bike and uh, (laughs) he's just just like I don't think you can run that fast and uh, I just said mate, nice try It's alright you Just get there one day mate (laughs)
0: Something for Andy to work towards for next year Yeah, look,
1: get Paris, go for that CR Mm,
0: No, we know that's where the glory is
1: (laughs) But uh, all in all mate, I've started to recover, get some Tays in and yeah renewed renewed purpose now to 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 just dial up a little bit.
0: No, I like it, mate. It's um it's good to see you back and back in the uni colours too. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: Joining us back on the Better With Running podcast, uh Anna Ellis. So Anna joined us on episode eighty-five. So we're talking March twenty twenty two and is coached by Sammy McLean, the resident shoe dog. Uh, and for those who missed that episode, Anna had signed up in 2021 to run the PB. Her couple of PBs she'd sent through, which controversial, but we'll get to that later. She'd put in a, a Strava time that was done in a Deeks quarters. Anyway, we'll, <laughs> I won't agree too much on that, but she'd run 20.04 for a five. She'd run 41 minutes, another Strava one there, but it wasn't a race. Uh, 129 for the Sandy Point half and also a 313 mar- uh, marathon at the Melbourne Marathon. But, geez, she's moved up in the world because she's actually featured on a World Athletics profile now. So you know you've made it because I could just chuck in her name and it came up with her world rankings, her personal best, season best. So 1758 now over the 5K, 3838 or the 10. World Athletics doesn't pick out everything, so you might correct us on something else. and. 2022 Melbourne Marathon 250.47 and it's going to talk through Melbourne Marathon deep in the in the block welcome back to the show
4: thanks Zach thank you
1: mate we're excited I
4: don't I didn't know I had a world athletics profile but I might google that and find <laughs> that that sounds awesome
1: <laughs> straight to the uh straight to the pool room for that one
0: yes so and you're fairly high up in the corporate world as well um do you think we'll be adding the uh, world athletics profile to the linkedin page
3: oh Uh, yeah
4: i should think about that like you know because a little bit of differentiation i think that that maybe that makes me a little bit more special than all of the other um corporate monkeys out there but uh (laughs) maybe
1: well i mean some things across come across my desk in the last few days. And it may have been a feature in the financial review at some point. So you could have given them like next time you get interviewed with the press, you can just shoot in, um, you know, center century profile shoot shooting the, the world athletics one as well. That's a good storyline to go with.
4: Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I could do that myself, but uh, yeah. And I think if you're talking about what was in the paper recently, I think that was a leak, but um, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris oh, mate, he doesn't miss anything from the AFR. He is across cross. <laughs> and uh, I mean, we, we tried to go down a rabbit hole of actually working out what you did, but it was just way over our head. So we've left that because we will just butcher it. But okay. we know you are a high flyer. I think last time we tried to get you... To jump on, you're in Sydney, just um doing your thing, wheeling and dealing, no doubt.
4: Yeah, I think you called it a flex when I said that I was uh, <laughs> trying to make a conference in the Gold Coast sound legitimate and you <laughs> called me on it. So I was <laughs> like, it's got there's a board meeting involved, I'm on the board, and you were like, mm, Yeah, it's still yeah. the Gold Coast. <laughs> Sounds
1: like a junker to me, but anyway. <laughs> uh Chris, I, we're gonna talk to Anna about some recent racing and some recent training more so as, uh, yeah, getting closer to Melbourne.
0: Yeah, I don't know where to start. I mean, pretty much everything Anna's done over the last couple of years has just turned to absolute gold. But, um, mate, did this marathon block Sandy Point recently. Um, it seems like nearly every fun run that you do, there's a regular <laughs> spot reserved for you on the podium. But do you want to tell us about how Sandy Point went? <laughs>
4: Well, let's just say that Burnley, I think, was the next week. So there was no one actually running Sandy Point. So let's be fair. And I think the other one <laughs> that I was say on that the in podium. The results. <laughs> I think the other one that I was on the podium, I think it was the week before um Melbourne Mara when it was cancelled or they delayed it to December. So no one was running that one either. But let's but I'll take it anyway. The photo <laughs> evidence is there.
3: Yeah.
1: In the pool room as well, that one.
4: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, was there a um, yeah, question and- in there? I can't remember it anymore. Yeah, yeah <laughs>
1: no, <sorry. laughs> nah, th-
0: nothing I say is really relevant anyway. But no, <laughs> I was just going back to that wellness front. I actually remember that day because my friend, I was there, and my friend Anna was running. She was in the 10K and you were running the half. And um you were running about the same pace and I've called out go Anna and your head's just turned on a swivel and stared ah. straight at me. I'm like, oh no, sorry, I wasn't talking. I'm like, oh shit, I wasn't talking to you. But hey, go go Anna. Was, always
4: embarrassing, huh? We were literally,
0: <laughs> literally both right there side by side. So that was that was pretty cool. But um no, Sandy Point, 121. Gotta be happy with that.
4: Yeah, I um I hadn't actually raced for a while because I think I did um, Gold Coast and Melbourne last year. And I think I just underestimated how much that takes out of you. And I sort of didn't take a break because I'd never had to before. And so I did a fun run earlier this year. I think it was Carmen's. And I was just broken and it wasn't actually fun. And so, and then I got really sick, which I never do. So I took some time off. And then I hadn't really done a race since then. So I was super excited and pretty nervous for Sandy Point, actually. Um, but I had done a big, Mara session the Sunday before but I hadn't really thought that that would make me feel tired and I hadn't felt like in my legs tired but I didn't feel great on the day to be honest so it was a bit of a grind but you know sometimes when you do those runs that it's it's not it's quite painful but it's a grind but you go I can do this again and it was actually quite satisfying so um would have been nice to get the win because I was leading it at one point but um yeah, it was it was good. I felt and then when it was finished, I was like, I want to have another shot at a half soon. Obviously I can't. I'll have to wait until after yeah. the mirror, but I was hungry do to do another one.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> no thanks.
0: And the okay. with with the impressive results like that man, I can imagine that there'd be a few Ask Victoria clubs sort of knocking on the door chasing the signature to get yeah, down unsigned, and put the club yeah. colours on.
1: Unsigned.
4: Not really. No. Not really. <laughs>
0: opportunity. There'll be opportunity there. Through. It, it whilst living in Melbourne, do you, would you feel comfortable running for Bendigo?
4: <laughs> um, I don't. Uh, probably not.
1: <laughs> Surely, Sammy's put the uh, put the heat on to to get in. I think he's the, talked uh,
4: about cross country um, yeah. and various teams, but it's on a Saturday. I'm not Timing's very good hard, on a Saturday, so, so um, mm. and I'm not sure my kids would forgive me for dragging them around. Um, yeah, it's a hard sell to the kids.
1: I'd
3: say. So. Yeah, yeah.
4: Um, maybe I should make them run as well. I've, they're they're doing little aths at the moment, so I'm yeah. trying to get them into it. But um, that might be unforgivable. But I have an open mind. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah most cross country courses are at wineries, so you know, if you're into yeah. red wine,
4: yeah. Well, I'm I'm very and... into that. Yep. No, I'm very <laughs> pro that. That is yeah. a big selling point, Chris. Right.
1: Yeah. So Just yeah. we'll uh, we'll talk more. Off- we'll talk off-air. about cases <laughs> that Melbourne Uni have. Um, on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um this is a big. Block. This is your three bit of what three weeks out coming mm-hmm. up to three weeks. You've had Sammy next to you on a few runs. I'm seeing he's, he's sort of almost attempting to steal your thunder with some of the uh the long runs that he's I would say hijacking and uh claiming a few few victories. But we have had word from, from a great Sammy McLean and he said there's been a real focus on the midweek long and then some Sundays with Mara Pace sections. Mm-hmm. Something you've done before the Sunday long with Mara pace sections, like leading into Melbourne? and Yeah, we
4: were chatting about it one Sunday and it's been really great actually to have someone to do long runs with. Like I'm totally fine running by myself and I just, that suits with my timetable, but it has been nice mm. to have someone to run with. But we were, he was asking me, you know, like what, what did we do? I can't remember the, whether it was for Gold Coast or for Melbourne and we realised we did some fast finishes but hadn't done a lot of, uh sort of marathon specific stuff. So um, did one last week and I've done a couple of others and I actually really enjoy the Sunday long runs. I don't know, I, I actually enjoy them. So um, that's been good. And I d- ha- probably haven't realised because it's been very sneaky, but the Wednesday mornings, <laughs> they yeah. were sort of, they started off as something just to get to get, because they were started off at 60 minutes or 70 minutes. And so I was like, geez, how am I going to do that near home? and then get into the office so I started going into the tan to do it in the mornings and they just sort of were like 60 minutes and then it became 70 minutes and then 80 minutes and then 90 minutes and then I think this morning was 100 and it actually was real creeper and so I didn't really notice and so I think when Sammy said what's been different this time and I was like I actually don't know like I'm completely oblivious but um yeah I also enjoy the Wednesdays but you sort of think back to the start so maybe probably I don't know 12 weeks ago and I just remember really feeling like a Tuesday session in my legs on the Wednesday morning longer runs mm. but you realize that your body just adapts but it's very gradual so um yeah now I don't even think about it but it, it probably is something that's very different to to compared to other marathon builds that I've done and it's good
1: yeah definitely a it's award law um I mean Sammy is so well in tune with a lot of the Australian running coaching systems and the philosophies and yeah he's done some amazing things with his athletes and this is uh yeah something that I've noticed he does really well with his athletes he's just gradually prepare them add a few minutes here and there before you know it you're up up with mileage and also he's you know he he still gets you to work at some pace and keep that that spring in the legs and the turnover and I also understand there was a bit of uh a lab testing going on as well Oh, yeah. last year to to look at some heart rate data yeah
4: that's uh do you mean like i did one of the vo2 tests mm. is that what you're talking about yeah yeah yeah. And like yeah, eight, yeah yeah i hadn't like i hadn't done one of those before but it was pretty interesting um except for the bit where i got sent my data and i was on a zoom call for work and i couldn't help but <laughs> open it and i actually i was sharing my screen
1: it, it that's, just, a, that's a flex it, right it yeah. was it was <laughs>
4: But it was actually on my skin folds at the time. Oh. I was like, oh my God, get it off. But oh. um
1: well, but yeah, oh, no I can't that's... close down this CO2 <laughs> yeah. max screen. Oh no, oh, we're gonna oh, have to leave it up. Shocker.
4: It was <laughs> anyway, sometimes you know the worlds intersect. But um yeah, no, that was uh, that was a really good experience. I c don't even ask me what any of the data said yeah. or what it I think it just confirmed pretty much what we thought, but it was yeah. always good to to know that was the case. Be interesting to do another one at some point, I think.
1: Stanley puts it into his supercomputer in the lab down there and uh formulates some things into the final search. So you got a few CRs on this morning run the other week. you are know, the CR on leg it back from Sandy. So take that one. And uh 31k at 412. So that was a meaty meaty Sunday workout.
4: I that was that last Sunday that just went? yeah yeah uh, yeah. 17. yeah yeah yeah. no um as i said the sundays have been going well so yeah that's good
1: mm-hmm.
0: Chris, uh, what are some of the workouts that you've been doing i mean, obviously ran a fantastic race at gold coast last year and in um, melbourne as well but what are some of the workouts that you've done in this block that you've really enjoyed? So, have you been dragging Sammy around, or has he been doing a bit of the work? Yeah, um,
4: we, we don't really do sessions together except for maybe a, a Wednesday long run and a Sunday. And actually, even when it's been a Sunday that's had marathon pace in it, we haven't done that together either. So, we mainly do the slower, chatty ones um, together. <laughs> but on the Tuesday, so on a Tuesday, I actually, um, I think the toughest thing for me I found is the Tuesday faster stuff. Like I feel yeah. like um, I really struggle with that. It's like it comes to a point like five, 10, oh, sorry, four 10s, fours, but then, you know, going faster is hard. And I remember even when I'd had probably, I don't know, it was probably four weeks completely off running, which is not something, you know, when you just run, consistently it doesn't have to be that was a long time um yeah. and then I'd been running for a little bit and just getting back into it and then you have to go and do a session and it actually makes you run fast and it's so hard you know yeah. you go oh and it hurts <laughs> and you're like can I do it yeah. um and so they were Tuesdays and you know you wake up and you go oh it's a Tuesday session and I usually just do it at my local oval and you know whether it's a, a fart lick. and we usually we Sammy doesn't give me sort of like you know 800 meters and 200 meters is usually just minutes and so um it whatever the session might be you know whether it's two minutes on and one minute off or uh, those kind of sessions fight lick or some of them um where it's we you actually have a standing recovery he'll get crossed that I don't remember what they're actually called um but I find them <laughs> you know I know a fight lick is supposed to feel a little bit more comfortable and these other ones are are they the um still can't remember what they're called but where you have to push a little bit harder like I found them really really hard for probably a good three or four weeks but then you do suddenly I think your body does get a little bit used to it um so that that's that's Tuesdays and so Tuesdays are usually just head over to the oval and do do sessions like that and then I do my second session on a Friday morning, which I know doesn't suit everyone, but that's great for me because I try to work from home on a Friday so you can have a bit more time and not have to race to work straight afterwards. Um, And they're usually like a a tempo, sometimes a fight, like and usually those longer ones, and I much prefer those because they're not usually as fast. I don't know. Mm -hmm. the, The trying to run fast really is a bit of a sting in the tail for me, but getting a little bit easier and better. So... Um, That rhythm for me, this block has worked really well. Um, I used to do a ride on a Monday, but I think probably to get—I haven't spoken to Sammy as to why—but that sort of turned more into um, running. And I got a treadmill recently; just bought a secondhand one, and that's been super convenient. And then Tuesday will be the that that yucky oval sessions that I spoke about. Wednesday is the longer run, and then Thursday is just an easy run, maybe on the treadmill again. Um, And then Friday is a session. But I've also had a lot of travel and it tends to be towards the end of the week so i think mm. the tempo sessions are a lot easier to do when you're traveling because you sort of just find some flat bits and do that but i think um, finding good ovals or places to do sort of um, more track like sessions are hard
0: it's interesting hearing you say that you find that that faster running quite difficult um you know you have a look back at your your marathon at melbourne last year you ran at 250 and then all of two months later almost to the day you're on the track at collingwood running a 1758 comparing those two experiences um which one do you find sort of more more intense and more difficult like, i guess that
4: give me the marathon that... every day of the week i
1: <laughs> <laughs> was <We're> so
4: nervous <laughs> about that 5k oh. There's nowhere to hide um yeah
1: it's yeah. really exposed yeah, <laughs> yeah
4: yeah hey, i'd um, like to do more of them but um i think it's good to challenge yourselves like you know a marathon's a big thing and you can get comfortable doing one distance but it was I, i'd probably like to do some more in the future but the track is pretty full on like i think that's a whole new thing yeah <laughs> i don't know very serious
1: hey we're gonna we're gonna hit into the um quick questions shortly but just looking at your last four weeks strava says you've averaged 100k so you've raised the raised the Garmin for the last four weeks in a row, and it was a forty-one k in there. It's one of your longest runs. Have you? Is it too early? Have you spoken to Sammy? Is it in the back of your mind a time, or are you still just waiting to, you know, doing the training, and then you'll sort of closer to the date have a have a sit down and work out what you're going to do as a pace. Yeah.
4: I think just doing the training at the moment. I I. I probably hoped to do sub 250 at melbourne last year but it just Mm -hmm. didn't quite happen and i think my actual time maybe world athletics got it wrong i think it was um 250 and 42 seconds and it's really interesting when you finish that right and you go wow that's just one second per kilometer like it's not much Mm. but you realize when you're about you know three kilometers out that you're just not going to get there you still try um Mm -hmm. so i think just under 250 like something with a like a 40 would be amazing um yeah. but if it can do a little bit better that would be great but you know um never take a marathon for granted and I just think you know especially with this hot weather and stuff you've been having it's just you just want to sort of do the best run you can on the day right
1: sounds like you've been running a lot with Sammy with some of these uh throwaway lines oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's very well media trained Sammy so he knows how to uh just flat bat him away but yeah, no, i think you're, you're spot on and it's uh it's exciting because we've been following the journey obviously and yeah excited to see you on the roads quick questions Chris O.
0: yeah um we can rip into those so we'll start with some easy ones um also sammy's given us a little um few insights as well which we might work into them depending on, on how we go but
4: can you see me squirming when you're like talking about <laughs> like what are these
3: questions <laughs> and also uh, insights yeah. anyway i'll <laughs>
0: No, that's right. We like to keep you on your toes. So yeah. we'll start off with some easy ones because it's always got a few easy questions. But your watch, Anna, what sort of watch are you wearing? Garmin, Taurus, <laughs> Apple?
4: Uh, well, I, I just bought a new watch, a Garmin Epix, and I love it. Oh, I went straight to the top. On um, the
3: top shelf. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And like I'd that. say,
4: like, if you're running in Sydney, because, I don't know, the buildings there are particularly bad, you can't do a session in Sydney if you don't have a good watch. So that was my excuse.
1: Yeah. Next time we're on a junket in Sydney, I remember that <laughs> tax deductible the watch. <laughs>
4: I should try. That's a good
0: one. <laughs> um, iPhone or Android?
4: Uh, iPhone.
0: Oh, there we go. That's another one. Good. I another like one that. Boxes. Another one. Another one. We've, <laughs> we've got. We've only had one Android user so far. So, uh, very good. Now it's marathon season. Gels. What's our go-to? What are we planning for race day?
4: I'm pretty boring. Like I really just have the, the Mortons, like the calf and the plane. Um, there's someone I know, Michael Berry, who had, had someone he knows and they're very experimental with their gels. So occasionally I'll listen and I'll get some new ones, but I always end up reverting back to the Mortons.
0: That's not boring at all. You can't bet. I mean, if you've found the best, why change?
4: Yeah, well, You I don't
0: try... want a cocktail shaker out at
3: 36K and <laughs> yeah. mixing up something new. Like but, you, you know, they taste simple.
4: different and they have a different impact, I think, when you're just doing like a, a cruisy long run compared to like when you take them in a race as well. And I did take mm. a different one in the Sandy Point run and it was a bit much. It had lots of caffeine in it and it was like really <laughs> sweet. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm not doing that again. That was too <laughs> much. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's fine. And shoes, I've heard the shoe rotation yeah. gone up um, significantly over the last little while, but shoes at the moment, what's your favourite easy day shoes and race day shoes?
4: Um, So I just got the um, Glycerin 20 and I like them as just a very basic trainer, but I do love this um, New Balance Supercon trainer version too. So I do that for my midweek long run. Um, and what I was saying I also like the Saucony Shift. It's quite good as well for just easy like for a recovery. Um, and then for um, sessions, I probably my go-to's are probably the um, the RC Elites, and I just got a pair of the um, what yeah. are they the uh, the New Balance. Elite V3, and then I just also got a pair of the um, Vaporfly 3. So enjoying oh. them at the moment.
1: You're trying uh, to take Paul Reasons' mantle here with uh, these shoe purchases. I'm just so totally. a you've got different for Well, <laughs> so I,
4: no, no, I don't. I just, I, I probably would if I could be bothered carrying <laughs> shoes. But my, yeah, my daughter is into my shoe cupboard, and I have to get her out because she's calling me out for having too many shoes. Yeah.
0: There's never too many <laughs> shoes, no. so. Um, no it sounds good come the 15th of october though what do you think you're going to strap to the feet to take you to a sub 250
4: yeah i think the vapor flies i think they're sort of i've only really done one long run and one or two sessions in them but they feel pretty good but i think my like default one would be the the um, new balance elite v3 they're just so comfortable so i don't know it's that trade-off between comfort and performance i suppose um i think i'll just any extra seconds i can squeeze out so i'll probably go the vapor slides
0: no i reckon look you've got someone who knows their stuff that you can turn yeah. to i reckon if you've got any oh, questions
1: yeah. Yeah, i'd yeah. say she's two hours of sammy talking about shoes on a, on most long runs
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, i do quite enjoy it it's i don't know much about it really but um yeah, he's he's the the guru the shoe dog.
0: Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> um Thoughts on half stepping during a long run?
4: Ah, I'm the queen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm aware of it. I still do it. I just can't. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I can't really say anything else. It's just. <laughs> Is it mind games
1: with Sammy? Just to make sure Not you're really? I boss? think he
4: now just runs behind me like. It's just... <laughs> <He's just enough. laughs>
1: yeah
4: i think it's exactly. just like yeah i don't know um no,
1: has he pulled you up on it at all sat you down with him for a meeting and said hey we gotta pull we've he gotta, probably we gotta probably
4: didn't listen <laughs> <laughs>
1: probably a half step away from him anyway
4: <laughs> no he did um he did I, I think he called me he said i was breathing too heavily on it when i wasn't supposed to be like obviously the effort was too high um so he told me that I should stop running half a step ahead of him at that point. So I think, that, yeah, I apologize, but then I just still do it. So <laughs> I
3: don't know. Is it, can it, you change yeah. half
4: stepping behavior? I don't know. I, I get I half stepped by others. It's almost like a relationship we have with certain runners. Like there's someone mm. else I run with, and they always half step me. It's just the yeah. way we run. That's just. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: Is, just... Which... Would your response to that be that like Sammy just needs to get a little bit fitter or, um, <laughs> or that you will just sort of out for him and just go, no, no, like I, I half-step you and it's just how it is? Yeah.
4: I'll try it next time and see how it goes. (laughs) I'll report back.
1: Being (laughs) very careful with three weeks to go and Sammy's got the blank final surge. uh... You know,
4: (laughs) Sammy gives some good slaps. Like he. Yeah. uh, Yeah. He's (laughs) he's brutal. And
1: he doesn't, he doesn't keep behind closed doors. Like, (laughs) yeah. Have a look on his Strava wall and you'll just, you'll cop a drive-by.
4: Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I, I've had a few Strava Sammy slaps recently, so I'll uh, I'll stay in my box. No, it might I agree. I mean, sackable offence. You're
0: um, entitled to give a few back. I reckon if you're prepared to give them, you've got to take them as well. So <laughs> no, it's all good fun. Sammy loves his style. What's what's your style, mate? Favorite running socks? What's our what's our go-to with the socks?
4: Oh, socks. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm just a features pretty boring, but yeah. I actually
3: yeah features so, are good.
1: Yeah, Diagon yeah. on it there. yeah, yeah, Sandy so
4: Hall. maybe I'm also a bit of a sock tart as well <laughs> <I'm just>
3: like,
4: <laughs> There's probably more brands. But then I think I'm really boring. I, I um yeah Sammy is into sort of a bit more stylish than me when it comes to running kit because I'm just wear black and um <laughs> I also have a lot of black running shoes, which is really practical for me, but he, <laughs> I'm not sure if you know, he likes white. So yes, it's like you just need to wear something other than black, but it's just too much thinking for me in the morning. I'm just lucky <laughs> to be dressed and there. Yeah, so
0: so Sammy, Sammy gave a bit of an indication that um, whilst he does like to offer some style tips that you've sort of returned fire and um, like to give him a bit of um, advice on some fake tan.
4: <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, well, I have no tan because I work in an office, um, but I do believe, <laughs> I'm i not sure whether he um, mentioned that he accidentally bought moisturiser with fake tan in it. Did he mention that?
0: No. Accidentally.
4: I was like. Well,
1: pretty well signed those things. Like it's not. I,
4: uh, didn't know, I was packaging. Like feeling particularly like, you know, office tan. And I'm like, Sammy's really tanned. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's the middle of winter. And I was thinking this and then he must have realised or he offered the information that it was um, an accidental purchase of fake tan. He sent the brand. I should get onto it because I need to do something about my fake (laughs) tan situation. So he's um, he's, he's made me aware that I could do with some fake tan most of the time. (laughs) That's
0: one thing. It's one thing to have one. an accidental purchase, but when you have an accidental repurchase as well. <laughs>
4: I'm not sure if there has been a repurchase, but I... Um,
1: I yeah, thought I, I saw him plugging a code the other day that he was an <laughs> ambassador or a new uh, influencer in there. Code in Sammy the code. for 10% yeah. off. Because I saw the photo come up. I thought, gee, he's gone heavy on the filters, but no, oh, <laughs> I think that's actually him just in no, uh,
4: He's quite good at it. It looks it. like very effective, very real. Yeah. I, yeah. I was I was sold. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, um,
0: <laughs> you've got a very busy lifestyle, Anna. Um, how you fit it all in? Off, I actually absolutely have no concept because you travel a lot as well. Um, you know, me running 100K weeks that that demands a lot of time, particularly with a um uh, with young children as well. But do you have a preference for morning or evening runs? You mentioned you start your runs very early um, for the midweek long run around the 10. But if you had the choice, would you would you go in the evening or you prefer the mornings?
4: And let's be clear, like, I'm not a very early person. So like early is like 6am. So I know there's people like who have already done their run when I get up in the morning. So those people are amazing. Um, Mm. But definitely morning, like, I, I really believe, like, there is time you can carve out of your day. And I know, you know, sleep is important. And I've learned some of those lessons in the past. But if you really think about it, like, it's an hour or an hour and a bit, you know what I mean? Like, if you can just get that in in the morning no one can take it away from you um when I first was starting in my career and you're working longer hours I'd get so cranky when that sort of whatever exercise I was doing like going to the gym got taken away from you I'm like Mm -hmm. that's my time but I I think if you can do it in the morning for me then it's my time and no one can take it away from you and and then also there is that little thing I still get it all day I'm like (laughs) I've done my session. Like, it just sort of like, <laughs> it gives you a little bit of that, like, you know, it just makes you feel like a bit of a hero just for that, you know, like there's the little things you've got to celebrate and the fact that you got up and you did your session. So for me, mm. I think there's habits you can build, but I struggle to do it in the evening and I think even there was a phase where we sort of tried doing the evening runs and I just found it really hard to fit them in um, anyway and then you get a bit down because you planned to do it and you just couldn't do it and then you didn't feel like it. So um, definitely mornings.
1: Uh, Good stuff. Very good. Very good points there. Yes, it's hard to argue against those ones.
0: (laughs) Zach is a a fan of a six-hour start as well. I'm working on it for (laughs) (laughs) No, hey, it's um, been a great sport so far. I've just got one more. So, Anna, if you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? doesn't have to be healthy, but breakfast, lunch, mm. dinner. Wine's not a meal it. as
1: well.
4: Wine's <laughs> <I can't> <laughs> not a meal, yeah. uh, One meal. God, this one's got me a bit stumped. I don't know. I, do you know what I really love? Like, I love going out for breakfast. Like, I don't know that I'd want to eat going out for breakfast all the time. So I'm probably not answering your question.
3: But, no, no. Um, this is
0: this is good because we can we can work off can this. Work when with that, yeah. when <laughs> okay. we when when we go out for breakfast, what are you scouring the menu for? Do you have something that you sort of you're going searching for, or you yeah, sort of open? I think it? it's
4: just something that you often make at home, and it's not the same. You go out, and I'm happy to pay whatever it is, like just for some good poached eggs on toast with some quality sides like, you know, avocado and a hash brown and some mushrooms. And mm. it's like, it's a whole new experience. It's the same food, but someone else yeah. makes it, they take it mm. away. And then you've got add a coffee to it. So you're chatting away, you're eating mm. eggs. Like it's bliss for me. Mm. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. if I Post could. run
1: is this? Is post Sunday um, or is this just any
4: Anytime. Like, okay. and I'm not quite sure like how long, you know, I'll have eggs on toast. Um, still at five PM, if it's like going at a cafe, like I don't know, the whole experience. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not with a wine, but. um
3: yeah. I like the I sound have...
0: of that. I reckon you could do that three times a day. You just change your drink up. Like maybe it's a water in the morning. Maybe it's a coffee at lunch, and look, yeah. I'm I'm not sure that red wine goes with eggs on toast. I'm sure in we the can yeah. There's sure we one way find to find something.
4: It. Yeah. <laughs> maybe beer beer could kind of go i feel like
0: possibly that's an <laughs> no. unexplored market i think um, all, all getting, day breakfasts are popular in certain segments and
1: yeah getting some flashbacks to the post melbourne marathon party where we got asked to leave one of the bars because they'd been drunk dry because someone had <laughs> uh, gone through the whole menu it might have been someone on this call uh-huh.
4: <laughs> We did, you know. Well, sometimes post a marathon, I don't actually know exactly what I feel like drinking, so it was good. We did drink almost every type of drink that (laughs) evening.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you'll be celebrating once again in a few weeks' time. So, we're excited. We're going to be out there on the course. I'll be on the course, Chris. I'll be tracking it. Uh, It's going to be huge day once again. And uh, thank. Will you cheer for me properly,
4: Chris? Will I be? Will it be a different Anna? No. Like a muppet going. No.
1: Well.
0: Hey, I, I, the amount of times where I've been delirious in any race and it could be 5K, 10K, a half or a marathon, and if anyone's literally even said Chris, I've just greeted them as if they're long-lost family <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: No,
0: nah, don't blame you. I would have done the same thing 10 out of 10 <laughs> times. So if I do see you, I am planning to come to Ender Melbourne actually to cheer on some of my athletes. So if I do see you, I will be um, yelling out, go, Anna!" and I think, Mate, I'll be looking at the pointy end of the marathon field because I think you, um, with your time at Gold Coast and Melbourne, you sort of finishing in that sort of top 20, top 30, well inside um, that range. So looking forward to seeing you absolutely smash that 250 barrier in about three weeks' time.
4: Fingers crossed. Yeah. Exciting.
1: Keep an eye out in the LinkedIn profile come Monday with the new link. That's like
4: side hustle. <laughs>
1: Great stuff. All right, we'll uh, we'll catch you soon. Thanks again for jumping on. Thank you. Thanks both. See ya. Well, always fun having Anna on, and it's always fun getting a few uh, getting a few slide digs at Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, Anna and and Sammy have a, an amazing relationship with their coaching, and they uh, often trade blows on Strava. And now uh, Anna's had a chance to to publicly go. Uh, have a bit of a bit of a crack back
0: we've just got to give her a platform a chance to even things up so mm-hmm. no nah, she's good i think it's nice and i think we've sort of seen a bit of a theme. we've been here as well and laura the, the previous week that it's nice to start to get some of our guests coming back on and having a catch-up and really starting to um, develop that story out so mm-hmm. yeah very much looking forward to seeing how anna runs in a few weeks time at melbourne and hoping that Anna she works so bloody hard both um at her running and and you know her her corporate life mm. absolutely deserves the opportunity to run sub 250 so yeah hopefully it's this year
1: and percent, mate hey uh i noticed you did really well with the singlet plugging last week and we had a couple more social posts we had to close off the orders we we placed them we'll have a few limited edition extras that'll come through one thing that came across our desk uh up in sydney and it mm-hmm. probably ties into our next guest that we're going to throw to, who is going to have an announcement on a team on a team run to PB. award. but uh, Gemma Maney was up at Sydney, ran in the half as part of a um, sort of a long run effort. Was cruising around there with Ollie, hanging around at ten k. And I know we went through the PBs or the around the, the grounds earlier, but one we should probably call out is is a regular feature on the show. It's Paul Reason. Who mm. ran a 10k PV up to he's had a couple of niggles, but got on the line. And I saw an amazing selfie come through that he had with Gemma. And Gemma's still a little bit blind from the pink that he had because like, he went hard. Like there's people go hard on the Plurro, but geez, that was that was intense. And we've had some leaked images come through of the original kit as well, mm. so that didn't get the uh caller
0: believe this has come from on, his OnlyFans page. Um <laughs> no, no. Paul doesn't have an OnlyFans page. Matt, Matt Morgan um, but no. Yeah. But no, we have had some some images leak leaked to us. Mm. And um I'm not sure I'm not sure if this will crack yeah. the social rotation on the Run yeah. to PB page, but we have had them sent to us. Are we allowed to say where they came from or not really? We keep our sources. Yeah look That's I wouldn't say Matt Morgan's name. Nah <laughs> Matt that's probably too obvious. Um, maybe with something a bit more discreet, like Maddie, yeah. previous friend of the show guest. Um,
1: Describe there's... the image because it's not great listening, but just a quick. I'm not rundown gra- from I'm head not, to toe,
0: mate. I'm not great at describing <laughs> things, but um, I'll give it my best shot. So I'm seeing it. A a man who's really enjoying the kit that he's got on the beautiful bright pink singlet which i'm a big fan of myself um, but we've paired that with the matching shorts and um, the exact same tone we've got the it looks like the the alpha flies or the vapor yep. flies on the night variety and they're in the pink and orange too and i can see some it looks to be some pink steigen socks mm. um We've got the
1: pose. It's gone with the um
0: those those people that are fans of Jimmy Hanson, and we love ourselves yes. and Jimmy on the runs on the Better of Running podcast will be very familiar with the the double cobras that Jimmy mm. likes to strike as he wins um and wins regularly. Our good man and um Paul Paul has um he's gone the double cobras in the photo and must say spends a bit of time in the gym. Guns are looking good. Um, they're they're fully I, I just, flexed with a bit yeah. of venom ready to go.
1: Mate, I had to double check because Charlie Cameron, if, if those who mm-hmm. um follow the Carlton team, I thought, geez, he's he's stitched the game and he's up in Sydney, he's doing the marathon because he's gone with Charlie Cameron. Uh not Charlie Cameron, it's uh Curnow. Charlie Curno, yeah. <laughs> Charlie <no. Curnow. laughs> And, uh, yeah, if anyone's familiar with Kerno, uh, who does the the Cobras, the double Cobras, when he celebrates a goal, that's the pose our man Paul's gone with. But, mate, it just leads to, I know we've baked Paul a lot on this, and and we probably really give him a, a slap here because he's run a PB. He's had a blind. He's had the, the weekend of his life. He got a selfie with Gemma. I saw Ed Goddard gave him some kudos. but he clocked the weekend. He took a, some vision of Moose out on court. Moose didn't uh-huh. share it, so that was a bit flattening for him, but uh, he's had a big week off that. I think he got a promotion. He was something going on on social, very sharp suit, but something that is baffled us, Chris-o, mm-hmm. we've put out a range of beautiful pink singlets.
0: We have, and um, big fan. I've ordered two myself. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I just, yeah.
1: Looking through the orders and yeah, mm-hmm. all access to it, I'm I've done the search for Paul, I put reason in, and no order. And you no. think, I mean, yeah, it's, I don't know. Does he follow us on socials? Maybe he's missed it. Maybe he stopped listening to the podcast. But very, very, let's just say it's disappointing. And after, I know I've probably got a bit of beef because he did dodge me at Telford when he was in Melbourne. So maybe it's, I probably shouldn't take taken it too personally, but I am, I think he's just just flat batting us the whole time here Chris. I don't know what we need to do.
0: Yeah. i mean, clearly a big fan of the colour. Um you know we've seen a lot of evidence
1: of that. Mate, just... Probably worth I think Maddie Morgan sent through some calculations. Maddie mm. Maddie is Maddie's yeah, under- good puncher. on the maths. Mm. Yeah. In excess of a thousand but uh we're just quoting well, we're just quoting an alleged comment that came through but he won't mm. drop um a little bit of coin to support it. A small business in, in buying a singlet that is Barbie like, like he's set up. So, uh, mm. anyway, Paul, uh, he's probably not listening because he didn't hear the shout out from uh, the singlets last time. So, yes, still disappointing, mate. Still disappointing. The good news is, though, Zaka,
0: that um, once these singlets hit the market, there is going to be a very, very select. I did order a
1: couple extra, but
0: limited extra. So, there is time for the great yeah. man to redeem himself. Um, yeah, sadly, zero
1: on the price though, mate.
0: Well, so... this may actually appeal mm. to Paul. Mm. Um, I
1: think maybe we chat to up their athletics as well. Yeah, see if they'll look. stock one, just one for him, for when he flies over. and does his <laughs> fly in, fly out shopping tour. He can come in and just pick one off the shelf.
0: Also, in in talks with Tracksmith to um, mm. see if we can just pop one on the website. Uh, Two hundred and fifty dollars, one of the cheaper singlets yep. of their range that um, shouldn't last too long. So. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, we're we're carving a whole zero off that for our members. But um
1: uh, yeah. Oh mate. All right, let's um let's wrap up the Four Reason podcast roasting session and uh just straighten a little bit up because it's been a huge show. We've been so stoked to see some of the story hear some of the stories, of return guests. It's three weeks to Melbourne, so it's really exciting. Mate, three weeks to Melbourne.
0: People are either um, just about to start their taper or launching their big, solid race-specific long run. Um, I know some of my athletes are this weekend and practising a bit of a carb load. So it's one of my favourite weekends on Strava for the year, seeing all the different training sessions drop and all the kudos get around and the community just really get behind one another. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it.
1: Exciting stuff, mate. We'll be back next week to talk all things running.
0: Absolutely, we'll be here. Take
1: it easy, mate.
5: Hi, this is Matt Davey, coach at Run to BB, and I'm here with Gemma Maney, also coach at Run to pb uh, to discuss the Run to BB athlete of the month for August. Welcome, Gemma.
6: Thank you. And yeah, this is my favourite part. I love them. Love looking through everyone's achievements. It's always
5: tricky picking a winner, but no, I love this part of it. Yeah, so let's not keep everyone waiting to see who is the winner and announce the winner. Um, So, yeah, who is the lucky recipient of a pair of ASIC shoes?
6: Yeah, so for August, uh, the winner is Michael Priest, um, and he's won the award uh, because he won the John Burke Memorial, uh, which was a race held in Bendigo. Um, he played a huge part in organising that for a mentor who uh, passed away, um, and that mentor did have a big impact and played a huge part in his running life. Um, yeah, so he won that, which is pretty special to win a race that you organise. Uh, and in the same week, he also had a baby girl. So a big week for him. Uh, and to top it off, yeah, he gets some caravan. I shoes. But yeah, so as from just winning the race, uh, he's been with to me for a run to PB for a while now. He's put in a really consistent amount of work throughout winter, um, which is always tricky balancing that with family. Um, when it's dark, you know, the weather's not always ideal. Uh and according to his coach, uh James Hansen, he's gone to a next, well, the next level recently. So that's really exciting for him. So yeah. Congratulations,
5: Michael! Yeah, congratulations, Michael. I know uh, Jimmy Hanson was extremely wrapped and, and excited that um, that Michael got got chosen because yeah, he's he's obviously seen um, the improvements he's gone through. I've seen him through Strava as well. Um, he's been, been doing well, and, and yeah, I know Jimmy's Jimmy's pumped for him to receive that, and um, yeah, hopefully he enjoys uh, his um, new pair of ASIC shoes. What shoes do you reckon you will go with, Gemma?
6: Oh. That's a really tough question. Depends what he's looking for, like a racing shoe or a training shoe. Mm. I know I'm obsessed with the super blasts at the moment, so um, just to him, maybe he shouldn't be
5: the super <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they've been getting a very good rap lately from what I've seen. and uh, I actually did a few surges, 30-second surges in my super blast today and I felt, I reckon, 10 seconds per K quicker just by chucking those shoes. Are on, you so.
6: taking away from everyone this morning? Okay?
5: <laughs> Not at all. Speaking of your running, Gemma, um, yeah. While well, we've got Ron. got you on. We've got and to a bit of a, An update on your training leading into uh, the Melbourne Marathon, uh, which is coming up to what is it? Three and a half weeks away.
6: Yeah, it's starting to get scary. It's getting
5: <laughs> yes. It is it's getting. It's uh, yeah, really. Crux one of the of the training uh, before we start to taper off. Uh, yeah, sort of slowly after after this weekend. Um. So we thought we'd chat about sort of the first thing is um. It's been what about a month or so, a month. month and a bit. Yeah. Yep. Since we've had you on. Um. And in that meantime, you actually won the Victorian half marathon championship. <laughs> uh. At Burnley. And um. Yeah. It was meant to be a bit of a marathon session, but you got a little bit caught up. Yeah. Sorry, um, coach. <laughs> didn't. Yeah. Listen to coach's orders <laughs> so much. Um. But you did. I know. Like the plan going into it was to, uh was to sort of look at around the first ten K is hit around Marathon Pace pace, around about marathon pace and then the next five K drop it sort of five seconds per K and then and then finish strong with the words that I gave over the the last sort of six K there. Um yeah so you sort of set out the first ten K pretty well, but then what happened after you hit 10K? Yeah.
6: Even the first 10k was probably one bad second section of the session was supposed to be um but no it felt really good in that racing environment um and i decided in my head just hold back a little bit until you get to 10k and then in my head I sort of twisted the session um so when I get to 10k I can do what I want um especially because I had a little bit of a sniff at the wind so um yeah it got a bit competitive uh so once I hit 10k it just went bang dropped a couple of three twenties to um away from second place. She's running really well at the moment. Um, and then, yeah, just tried to hold on and finish stronger the last few laps. So, yeah, sorry, coach. Um, <laughs> I know there's been a bit of black laugh about, you shouldn't be coaching me because I don't listen, but um, I honestly can say that no matter who was coaching me at that time, if I would given me the same session, I would have done the exact same thing. <laughs> Once my competitive, competitive notes had to go, yeah, I wouldn't have listened to anyone, so... It wasn't just because it's
5: you. <laughs> but no, is it? What, what time do you finish? 74? 5, 74...
6: so, about... so it was about 15 10 seconds off uh, my PV, which was a bit of a surprise. Even though I did a 10K warm-up, Uh, hadn't taken it all. Um, I'd done a really big session a couple of days before, and, yeah, that wasn't the plan at all, so... It was a good confidence boost, I guess. Um, now it's going to stay healthy.
5: <laughs> speaking of that session that you did before um, the, the half, I think you did it on the, the Thursday, Thursday or before uh, yeah. the Sunday. Yeah. It was like, on the Sunday morning, right?
6: Yeah. Um, um,
5: what well, was that session? I did you enjoy it?
6: No, so that's probably out there with my least favourite um, session of the marathon so far. It was 42 minutes of one minute on 30 seconds slow. Um, it was really windy, so I was like doing a fart leg within a fart leg, and yeah, I wasn't really a big fan. <laughs> Found it really hard to keep changing pace. Um, I think I spent the entire forty-two minutes trying to do the math in my head on when I needed to start and stop. And yeah, I don't know, it just it wasn't a, a favorite session of mine. <laughs> just, just put it that way. But well, I ticked
5: it off and got it done. No, it's, really, it's actually a Josh Harrison's inspired session. He used to call it the hour of power, where, you, where he would do that for, for 60 minutes. And we built up to that. I think we did uh, 30 minutes of that yeah, uh, three weeks before. That, yeah. yeah, so and then we gave it to three <laughs> weeks um, between that doing that again and increasing it by the 12 minutes. And, and you did your hand a well and you recovered really well and then yeah. able to, to um, hit that half marathon. Um, but then in... Coming off that half marathon, we made sure that we gave you a bit of downtime and no, you still ticked along, you're still um your your runs, your easy runs were still coming out quite quick, but yeah, we just did a lot of easy running.
6: Yeah, um, you wouldn't let me do a session that
5: week? no, <clears throat> no, we delayed the, the session, so because you'd actually more raced it than yeah. um than then um yeah, it had stuck to the plan. Um and so yeah, speaking of sessions, what would you say so far is your most um, enjoy what well, we just pretty much have here. Your most, your least favorite session will be the most, will be the session you have most enjoyed in the build up to the marathon so far.
6: Yeah, so it's all been really different. But my favorite session was one that I was probably the most nervous about, um, but ended up loving it. it. was a long run session where I did a, I think it was a 16k warm up um, into 20 minutes of one minute on, one minute off uh, into 10k's at marathon pace. So, yeah, I think there was a good group out that day, um, but no, I just really enjoyed the session. It was really different than what I'd ever done, so I went in sort of no expectations. Um, yeah, and just enjoyed sort of chasing the boys around. I'm um, with Kate as well, who just smashed a marathon in Sydney, so yeah, it was a really fun session.
5: Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, that, that session's about really getting a lot of fatigue into the legs and just trying to... Dial in it around marathon pace um, at the end, and and I the one minute on, one minute off, just boosts um, the lactate into the system and chucks a lot of junk in there and teaches the body where to put that junk, and so and that lactate can actually be used for fuel. So as a as a, a yeah, way of um of teaching the body where to where to put it into your know, specific slow twitch muscle fibers, so that you can um you can make the most of it. Um and yeah, you handle handle that that Really well, um, and so yeah, we've got we've got yeah another pretty challenging session on, on Saturday um, into a long run on Sunday, and then we we start tapering off a bit. So yeah, all all going well. Now we also know that um, Chris likes to come up with a few questions, and Chris has actually hit us up with these um with his most famous questions. I thought I'd add in a couple a couple of questions for myself. Um, for you, Gemma, to, to answer under the under the microscope here. So the first question, would you prefer soft or hard shell tacos?
6: Soft shell tacos. Okay. do one. Why? Easier to eat, less messy.
5: Okay. Yep, same time cleaning up. Uh, what is your favorite race distance?
6: Oh, I could have one. I'm not sure I've got an answer for that one. Ooh. Given the last half marathon was fun, I would say the half marathon, even though I've only done one proper race of it. Um yeah, but I've got to I don't know. Let's go with the half marathon at the moment.
5: Half marathon? All right. Do you reckon you can improve on your half marathon time?
6: Yeah, going by Burnley, I feel like if I take it into that and actually raced it from the start, um, I feel like I could run a PV.
5: Um, so if you were a boxer and you were walking down to the ring to, to start your fight, what song would you walk down the aisle to the ring to? Ooh. I
6: feel like if I think of boxing, I it comes to mind. No, That's pretty know. arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like a boxing song. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, fair enough. Um
5: And last question. If you were to live anywhere, would you rather live in the mountains or live
6: close to the beach? Oh, the beach. 100%. Don't even need to think about that one. I've lived in both, enjoyed both, but yeah, beach is where my heart is.
5: <laughs> Very good. Well, I've thank got you.
6: one question for you. Okay. <laughs> Am I your most annoying athletic <laughs> coach? Um, yeah, I'd say
5: you're up there. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Not at all. With that. Everyone's got their questions, and, and I'm happy to answer any questions from, from my athletes because I think I really like to to make sure that in the process of coaching, you're also teaching. Um, yeah, why you need to why there's the purpose of sessions and things, and so yeah, you ask a lot of those, which I think is um uh, is beneficial for both the coach and the athlete, and having that two way communication rather than dictating. So yeah, I think it's fun. Except I, that I don't always listen. No, true. <laughs> oh congratulations again to uh to michael priest on on at uh, the august bunch bb athlete of the month and uh thank you very much for, for jumping on
6: thanks and thanks for hosting again <laughs> even if it was a bit strange
5: well hopefully Zach and, and chris and, and Brady, uh, the boss and uh, the ceo are, are happy with that